Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast. Man, it is so good to have you here again. How's we're it going, so, PK? I'm doing all right, PJ. So glad that we get to do this. And uh, I think we're introducing something new today. Yeah, we're doing something new. So we've decided that we're going to have different types of episodes or different types of segments. Sometimes one episode may have more than one uh, type of segment. Like you it. know about the one that we already do, which is called what, Curcio? On the Hill. And that's where we just choose a topic and we go for it. That's right. The second segment or kind of episode that we want to do is called Third Party. Mm, so what's Third Party about? I'm so happy you asked, Curcio. It's almost <laughs> like you planned that. <laughs> you are like a professional podcaster. Oh, man, I appreciate it. You do another podcast, by the way. Let's let's plug that here. I do, I do. I do the Motivation Podcast, which focuses... Motivation. His last name is Mota. It's like <laughs> genius. Yeah, I actually got it from my sister. She started that, something called Motivational Mondays. Oh. And uh, she would do that on her IG and then all that kind of stuff. So then I, I was so thinking about it. So you plagiarized your sister. I talked to her about it. And I was like, hey, can I do Motivation? Because you do Motivational Mm. And I'll, and she was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So I did a spinoff. I'm glad you gave her credit, though. Because I, th- I guess if you give her credit, it's not plagiarism then. You cited <laughs> your work. Very nice. I Thank did, you. I did. So anyhow, so yeah, that focuses on primarily early teens. Okay. And um, it's it's really fun. We just want to motivate them to do what's, uh, what's right, you yeah. know, and encourage them to grow in their character traits to be more like christ so so if you um, are an early teen or know an early teen um motivation the motivation podcast yeah so we're we're on a uh we finished the first season Mm -hmm. and uh, we're already starting to work on recording the second season so it's gonna be really really fun all right nice so where were we thanks for the plug i know we were just talking about clickbait oh no we weren't we hadn't gotten there yet well, now we did. We said third party. You asked, what does that mean? I said, you're a professional. Oh, that's See, right. See, my unprofessionalism took you out of your professionalism, <laughs> and now we're spiraling downhill thanks to PJ. No, all PJ, right, no, okay. it's all good. So third party. Third party. What that is, is that is going to be when we are going to try to invite uh, special people to interview or to talk about certain things. We have some things in the works that will bring some special guests and We'll invite them in on the conversation. So that's third party where we bring someone in to either interview or make them a part of the, the conversation. Lovely. I like that. And then it was the one that I just I know. Uh, you gave it away, man. I, I foreshadowed on. it. I foreshadowed it. You foreshadowed. You didn't for, Foreshadowing is like like giving a little hint that people are like, huh? You just blatantly said it. Clickbait. <laughs> yeah. Well, clickbait is going to be fun because it's going to be challenging. It's fun and challenging. Yeah. Let's hope this goes well. Because the fun part about clickbait is that we get to just straight up improv. Not that we haven't. Everything before. has been improv. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, don't, no. I don't want people to think that what we do is scripted because if that's me scripted, man, I got a lot of work to do. No, no, no. <laughs> so it's not scripted. But here's my point. We could literally be scrolling through our uh, social media platform. Right. So it's going to be the day of 
or a day before. We're just and we're not going to share it with the other person until we come here. Correct. So, like right now, our first clickbait, Curcio. I just played something for him right now. We haven't talked about it, and we're going to talk about it, and we'll bring you into the conversation. But basically, clickbait is just scroll through a feed, click something that you know. Usually, these news sites do a sensationalist title to get you to click on it. So it's basically just a story that is right there and now. That's right. So this is going to be very interesting. So that's the fun part of it. The challenging part about it is it's going to be even more raw than our On the Hill segment. Yeah, we're going to sound more unintelligent. (laughs) (laughs) So we're so glad that you have chosen to join us on this as we continue to grow together and continue exploring and and pushing our boundaries. Really, it's what we're doing here. So let's... Get straight into it. All right. First clickbait. Here we go. Clickbait. 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 That's the bumper. Oh, what do like you think? S- like sound effect. All right. Yeah, like I sound like effect. It. Except it's, yeah, yeah. It's totally going to catch on. <laughs> I think I need to work on that. It's, yeah. it's all, right, all right. First clickbait. And I'm bringing, I'm bringing it to you. Make it happen. Are you ready? So just recently, just today, I heard the news and you hadn't heard it. There's a new book coming out on President Trump. Right. Is there? Yeah. And <laughs> so this could be a very dangerous clickbait because he's very <laughs> polarizing. So yes, welcome to the offending show. <laughs> uh, in this new book is written by a, a man by the name of Woodward. That's his last name. Mm-hmm. And he basically alleges in this book or alleged in the book that President Trump knew the severity of the coronavirus in January and in February. And that he had actually told Woodward about it. Now, we have found out that there is tape of this interview because he was interviewing him for a book. It wasn't a secret interview. He actually interviewed Trump with a recorder and Trump knew the recorder was there. And they were talking about this. And this was part of the conversation. And basically Trump, it's not alleged anymore. Trump basically said. You can go look for it for yourself and, and, and listen to it or, or, or read the transcript. But he basically said, yeah, he had been talking to the president of China and that this coronavirus was going to be tricky and it was a tough one, that it was definitely more serious than even the worst flu. He said we lose 20 to 30,000 people a year to the flu and that this one was going to be fi- like 5% death rate more as opposed to the one or the half percent of the flu. Mm-hmm. So he knew that the death rate was higher according to that. And so that was all the way back in February before the real public perception started. And then there was another tape at another time in, in, in March where he was asked by Woodward, so, hey, how come you're basically not telling people the severity? And Trump admitted that he was purposely downplaying the coronavirus, and in his words, to not cause a panic. That's our clickbait. That's Yikes. our story. That's quite the clickbait. <laughs> so what do you? I know, like I brought, I brought a strong one, like yeah, you right did. out of the gate. That's all right, you know. And this is how we like to do it on so the University on the Hill. Again, um, so, so he hadn't heard the story before, and I'm looking at his face, and he looks really uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. I wish this was right now. This is when I wish it was a video, a video podcast. podcast. Oh man, because no, he is be sweating. I am. So here's here's the truth. I'm gonna just be honest. Uh oh. I don't listen to the president. Oh, okay. 
I don't follow him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So you're I unpatriotic. Okay, gotcha. I don't watch the news. <laughs> I'm just you know, no, you're fine. I don't. I don't watch the news when it pertains to whatever the president has to say. Mm. Um, and the truth is, I'm just. And I know we did a, an episode on politics that will be out at some point in it's time. It's either after this one or before this one. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> but but the idea is, uh, I don't like politics. Okay. Like I, it's not something that that attracts me. It's not something that. I want to stay on top of because it's people's opinion and people pushing their agendas mm-hmm. and I'm um, about the Lord's agenda. Right. Oh. So, so that's, let me just put that out there. Right. So this so, is why so I had no idea, him, but I brought to you the thing. So what's your initial thought? On My this? initial thought is I'm not surprised. Oh, okay. All because right. I, he had, one would say he had good intentions mm-hmm. in wanting to not cause a panic. Would you really? I mean, think about this. Uh-huh. As leaders, uh-huh. there are certain things and certain information that we're privy to mm-hmm. that we do not share with everyone. Okay. To, a, to avoid any type of madness. Okay. As we buy time to address the situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming he didn't know what he was going to face. And it, it sounds to me like he's talking to China and he's saying, okay, I hear what's happening. Mm-hmm. This is pretty serious. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how I'm going to tackle this yet. Mm-hmm. So he's going to buy time by not saying anything uh, or downplaying it. Okay. Yeah. Be- beautiful. I mean, beautiful if you're talking about maybe a budgetary item that's like $10, $15 um, or maybe something that you have time to figure out. But a pandemic, I'm not sure you have time to figure out. Well, I don't think he saw it as a pandemic based on what what was shared. He just saw it as, okay, this is a virus. He knew it was a possible pandemic. Possible, yes. But the flu could be a possible pandemic if it breaks out You're correctly. very kind right now. This is unexpected. <laughs> this is so very unexpected. I, so I expected a little more rawness out of you. This no, is this, is, this is me being honest. So I know that there are people reacting different to this story. Yeah. Some of the listeners are thinking, what a dummy. Like, how come he didn't say, say this? I mean, he needed to tell us because people... Now people have died. We didn't put a right court course of action because he was downplaying it. And when the president downplays something or when he upplays something, let's face it, we all know that a certain people who follow him are going to take his every word as gospel. Yes. And so when he says this is nothing, I've heard many people say coronavirus is nothing. Mm-hmm. And to them, maybe it has been nothing. To them in their sphere, they haven't seen it in their sphere. Sure. But when there's other people who have been affected by it, they continue to call it what the president has termed as fake news. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that serious. This is some people have even said this is a, some people have even said this is a hoax. Yes. Put on by the Democrats to win the election. Yes, I've heard that, too. But and, th- and by the way, mm-hmm. President Trump has not denied that. So that's where I'm like, some people think that that. And so if some people are listening to you and you know this is a serious thing and you say it's just the flu and by the way, it'll be gone tomorrow, which is what he said. He's like, there's only 15 cases. It'll be gone. and It's going to be gone. No, don't worry about it. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now we stand in a place where it we're, luckily we're starting to see the downtrend. And once again, we may be talking to people who think, ah, this is still all a hoax. The, the, the president himself said he knew it was serious. Right. And there's tapes to prove it. Right. That is where I'm just like, really? Okay, so his behavior is unexcusable in that sense. 
Well, I, I like the way you put it. I mean, you did put it in a nice way, and I, I can see that, where if you're a leader, you sometimes hold some things back. I get that. At some point, though, you need to tell the severity. I'm with you. That's the whole point of, you know, you got to communicate with your with your your the, your people you're leading, right? So, so yes. So that's what I'm saying. Is your position then what I just said? Like his his behavior was inexcusable, in the sense that he never really played it up to what it is. I think if he knew the seriousness, he shouldn't have said it wasn't serious. But he's gonna hide behind the point that he didn't know. He's no, gonna but he say, did, but he just admitted he did know. Yeah, but he didn't he know it was gonna be. He just said he knew. Yes, but he didn't know that it was gonna be this big and this. Okay, let's go. Let's go back into the masks territory. Fine. Right. Now, obviously, some people think that that's a hoax as well. Whatever you think, okay. But once again, if he says but through his leadership that we don't need to wear masks or we're not going to wear them and I'm not going to wear them, there's a certain people who are going to follow that. So if, all I wanted him to say is, listen, we know this is serious. We are going to do our best to do a course of action mm -hmm. that will hopefully work. That's all. You don't have to be like, this is the worst thing ever. We don't know if it's coming. If you wanted to say, hey, right now there's not evidence that it's going to be a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Fine, but say, no, we've got something serious that we need to take a look at. Yes, and that would be the reaction a good leader would take. Wait a second. Did you just call him a ba not bad leader? Anyways, <laughs> I'm not even into that. You determine what Curcio said. I just love to point it out so he can... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So uh, he's no, no. just look, 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 this okay. is this is this is conversation bait right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> PJ is trying his best to get me all fired up and riled up because he knows how I feel, right? And he I mean he, he has an idea. He has a good idea of how I feel about it, and he can see how uncomfortable I am right now. And and he's just trying to like just find a way to get it out. And and I'm and I haven't bought into it. Because I'm like, I, I want to follow our ground rules for the conversation. Right. And I feel and like, like I, 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 I can, this is this kind of conversation, mm -hmm. right, is the kind that, that I have in intimate circles because of the fact that I know who I'm having the conversation with. Mm -hmm. And we're uncut. Right. And we're reaching a variety of people. Mm -hmm. And that's what's making me kind of like, I'm not going to buy into, or I'm not going to. Well, I'm well, not going to get caught by the conversation, but go ahead. All right. I, I think I think I agree with you that in this instance, I don't think he was a good leader. That's I mean, in I, this in this, I'm not characterizing him. Let's let's clarify this. I'm not saying Trump is a bad leader. OK, well, I mean, so you I'm kind glad. of did. I mean, I mean, you kind of alluded. To I, it, I what I was trying to, to context, <laughs> let's put it in context. Oh, OK, gotcha. Is that. What he just did, yeah. that action showed bad leadership. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I, I agree. I, 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 we need, if he knew the severity of it, and in my eyes, he always downplayed the severity. He called it the flu, that mm -hmm. it was like the flu. Right. Even when he many did. people were dying, mm -hmm. he would downplay that and say, well, they have preconditioned yeah, things. Yeah. They have this. They're pre elderly. Yeah, preexisting stuff. And, yeah. and, and so regardless of, okay, that that's fine, but he was downplaying it, knew knowing that the mortality rate was actually higher. He even gave the the percentage himself. Yes, he did. So here's here's my point there. Okay. If he was buying himself time to get a plan of action, what have you, and and, and be able to get that out to the masses, then you're doing good leadership. Mm -hmm. But the problem was 
it's evident that it was more serious than he probably anticipated. And he confesses to playing or or uh, speaking on behalf of his party and the, the people who are his supporters. Yeah. So so if he's playing the political game, then that makes him, or in that particular instance and in how he handled this, mm. a bad leader. Yeah. And then I said, if this is true and we see him backsliding and flip-flopping and all of this stuff, right, on, on what he's trying to say and he's being honest on one thing and then his actions are showing something else, then we need to question how smart we are mm. in following bad leadership. And here's the thing. A lot of people think, well, he's dumb. He didn't do this right. I suggest to you that he knew exactly what he was doing, which makes him intelligent. He's brilliant. We okay. don't. We don't want to. I mean. I mean. Uh, okay. Brilliant is a smart is a strong word. But what I'm trying to say is he is he has he has he has been politically brilliant. Yes. Thank you. I will. I will agree with that. He has been politically brilliant. The man was on a reality TV show. <laughs> the man knows how to do drama. And by the way, I, I, yes, he does. He's politically brilliant. Dude, I, I, is, I agree with that. This is like reality, political reality TV. Right. He knows what to say to the people who are going to vote for him. And once again, so does the other side, by the way. Listen to our political uh, uh, podcast either before this one or after this one. We're not exactly sure where it's going. <laughs> but you'll you'll see where we are politically. I think that'll tell you a lot. But this is just clickbait. This is just initial reaction. Um this yeah. is this is this is again an example of how to have these conversations. Right, right, right. Again, because we know that you have them. We know that that you you're scrolling through your your Facebook or your Instagram and your your Twitter and and you're seeing these things just pop up and you're having reactions. Some people just quickly respond right there on social media and we're saying, "Look, this these are different ways to have these conversations and you're finding people who have other uh positions when it comes to to the clickbait, right? Um go ahead. Let me ask you a quick question, follow up on this. Go ahead. So he said he did this to stop people from panicking. Did people stop from panicking? No. I couldn't find toilet paper anywhere. People panicked. Oh, well, people are going to, oh, listen. The but, but, people okay. with the toilet paper stuff, let me, let yeah. me tell you. This is another like clickbait oh, right, right here. Right, right, so right. This, I got him going this on toilet, toilet paper. paper I didn't know this was going here. So, okay. no, 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 listen. The thing with toilet paper to me was, I, I was like, people, I heard this, and I was like, yeah, I guess this is the explanation. People were trying to anticipate that they weren't going to get the toilet paper coming from China. And they were going to say, all right, so let me hurry up and, and, and get in on this before it all runs out. And I, and I get where they're coming from, right? Mm -hmm. But I think it was, it was speaking to a greater thing, which is we were trying to control what we could control. Mm. And one thing we could control was getting toilet paper. Was getting toilet paper. Uh, there was other things we could have gotten other than toilet paper. I mean, come on, Pringles. Well, people got perishable, perishable foods oh, yeah, and yeah. and all that other stuff as well. Right, right. So, so like the you know doomsday preppers were just probably like, yeah, no, they were loving it. We we're got ready. This. Yeah, it's like Dooms suckers. Doomsday preppers. I want to talk about that at some point. <laughs> all right. Okay. So I don't think he stopped the panic. He what what instead this did to me was there was a certain segment that still panicked. Mm -hmm. There was a certain segment that said this isn't real or this isn't a problem. Mm -hmm. And then those two clashed. And if 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 both sides would have known from the beginning, hey, this is serious, but we're going to do something about it. Mm -hmm. First off, the one side who thought it was serious is like they're hiding something from us. Okay. The other side is like, stop, st stop doing it. It's not serious. And then it caused more division and it didn't bring people together because when you have a common enemy, guess what? You come together. 
Yes. But instead, there were two sides. Yeah, I mean, they played it right. Who played it right? Well, the people involved, you know, who wanted to to highlight their political mm. affiliation or their political uh, strategy, if yeah. you will. Right. They played it right because wearing a mask is not political. Yes, it is. Listen, you. you no, wearing a mask <laughs> is not political. Right. Wait, so whatever. here's the thing. <laughs> if you if you love your neighbor, mm -hmm. that's what it boils down to. Because the Bible also if says, if it's a hoax, why am I going to buy into this? Because the Bible says that if you're going to cause your your neighbor to stumble, mm. you don't even attempt that, right? So let's take well, we that. We can take that to extreme. Well, though. yeah, we can, and let's take it and flip it though, and say it doesn't hurt anyone to it, wear a mask. It hurts my soul. <laughs> <laughs> you're joking. terrible it is, it's hard to breathe at times it is hard to breathe it is hard to breathe i get and it's it it's inconvenient but like so I'll, I'll address it like this like so a tie a tie i offend people sometimes by not wearing a tie in church yes so should that's i preference. should i always wear a tie in church no no that's preference but that's what people are saying but that's what people are saying about Mask, but the mask is the not offending. a preference because the mask. Well, you see, that's has it, a purpose. It's whose science do you believe in? No, the tie has no purpose. Okay, so it was a little, it was a little weak. Okay, okay fine, so it was a little saying. bit weak. But I'm just saying, if, if if depending on what science you believe. Anyways, fine. I'll, we're we're gonna stop there. All right. How about you guys continue the clickbait story? Tell us what you think on diversity on a hill at gmail.com. Yes, with a C. And we're going to take a small interlude here just to let you know. We're going to be do probably do two, maybe two or three more clickbaits today. Sounds like fun. All right. So that was clickbait number one. After the break, clickbait number two. Clickbait number two. All right, let's do it. I saw this on a social media post. It was an Instagram story and several people posted it. Here it is. It's it's a visual slice, so sorry, uh, a, a visual kind of uh, clickbait, but we'll uh, hopefully you'll get it. You so, do your best. Go ahead. So on Instagram, they showed a little video. Um, I don't know about thirty second video to a minute video of a mm -hmm. little of a little black boy playing basketball in a driveway. Nice. Shooting hoops, having fun. Just just him playing by himself. Expected. He's looking around, and all of a sudden, he kind of stops. He goes to a car that was in the driveway, and he kind of goes behind it, and then he starts to kind of hunker down. So he's hiding behind this this car in the, in the, in the driveway. Mm -hmm. And then a police car drives by. Police car drives by. He waits for a couple seconds, picks up the basketball, and goes right back to playing basketball. Oh. <laughs> so what do you think of that video? Like, <laughs> this was posted. And the reactions were, oh, how sad. Oh, this. Oh, my, I have white kids, and they, they are waving at the police as they drive by. What's your initial reaction? Well, first of all, I didn't get to see the video. I so know. so the, my initial question is, were they in, like, suburbia? suburbia? It's or? not clear. It's obviously a neighborhood. Okay. Um, and it doesn't seem like it's – it didn't look like it was a – bad neighborhood it looked like a normal average neighborhood okay my first my, my my first initial thought was that's sad and the video was recorded from a 
it looked like maybe a home thing because it was like up higher mm-hmm. and it wasn't like great quality. So maybe like a home security type thing. Okay. So you yeah, your initial reaction is that sad. Yeah, and like I I I first thought could have could have been a setup, you know, but then it was like no, if it's if it's caught in that scenario where it's like not not a clear video or right. So it wasn't someone who did it like a, right. a pure setup. It was right, more right. of a okay, like a home 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 yeah, yeah. security system. Yeah, home security right. system. All right, so so yeah, it's sad, and and then it, it this is what we're talking about when we're saying these are the conversations that parents are having with their kids. Okay. This child had to be exposed in some way, shape, or form mm, mm-hmm. about what's been happening with police brutality. Mm. And then from that concept, could be at home, could have been in school. We don't know. Yeah. Again, I didn't see the video, so I don't know how old the kid was. But the idea is... Yeah, he was about 8 to 10, because he was about about the size of my son, maybe a little younger. Okay. So, so, so the concept then is this kid is aware of what's happening in the world, and he's feeling like... He needs to protect himself. I mean, think about this. The kid is doing nothing wrong. He's playing. Mm-hmm. He's playing at home, you would expect. What? All right. You would expect. Uh, okay, yeah. It could be at a friend's. Good. All right, so here's... Go ahead, continue. No, no, no. So, so that's my point. Like, yeah. and, that's and sad. And all the, all, the, all the news feed was like, oh, this is sad. Oh, this is... Oh, I can't believe this. This is whatever. And like I said, you know, my, my white son goes and runs and waves to the cops and... Blah blah blah, and all the all this kind of stuff. But I'm calling it clickbait for a reason. Okay. Because that was all the video we had, and assumptions were made on the video. And one of our rules is do not make assumptions. That's right. And when I saw this video, the first thing was like, oh okay. But then when I started reading all the comments, that's tr- where you went wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where I went wrong. I, but it it actually made me think differently. Okay. Because at first I would have been like. Okay, just a video. But when everyone started sharing their opinion, I started to think of my own opinion, and I went a little bit against the crowd. And I was like, wait a second. We don't know the context of this at all. That's right. And, and so I'm going to play the other side and say, I don't know if this is sad. It could be sad, but I don't know. A lot of people are assuming. Now, maybe there's a greater context to this video that I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I'm just, this is just the clickbait, just what I saw. Yeah. This is how we consume a lot of things, right? It was an Instagram story, and that's what I saw, and that's all I get. Mm -hmm. So there could be a deeper story that I don't know about that plays more into this narrative. Mm -hmm. But most of us who are looking at that don't know. So here's the narrative I can can make. I was like, we don't know at all the context of the story. Mm -hmm. My son has been playing, like, every day at our house. I might be downstairs doing something, or, like, I'll, I'll be playing a video game, and he'll be watching me. And he'll hear down the stairs, someone come. You know what he does? He goes and hides in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm going to hide. Mm-hmm. But it's him playing. It, it, it's his mother or his sister. He's not afraid of his mother or he's not afraid of his sister, but he's playing. Mm-hmm. And, and he gets that excitement out of that. Right. As a kid, I did that at times. Mm-hmm. There were times where I would hide. Oh, th- this car's coming. Let me run and see if I can beat this car so it doesn't see me like I'm playing espionage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have no idea if that's what's going through this kid's mind. Okay, number two, we don't know if this is his house. Right. We don't know if this is his neighborhood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it? Possibly. We, we have no context. Yeah. What if he's out and he knows he's not supposed to be out and his mother said, don't go out and play. Yeah. And he's out and playing. And that's he's like, right. oh, maybe mom sent the police after me. 
It's possible. It's possible. It is. And so when I read all the comments, I'm like, we're putting a narrative to this short video that might not be part of the narrative, which to me feeds in more to the narrative of division. Yes. Like, yeah, sure, your little white son is going to wave at the police. But how do we know this kid in a different circumstance wouldn't do the same thing? We don't know. Right. We don't know what's going through this little child's mind. We didn't mm -hmm. sit him back and said, hey, why'd you hide? Yeah, yeah. It could have, and, 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 I'm, and I'm very well aware that it could have been the, the narrative that was told to me. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, and I don't want to assume, and I wish that people would be a little bit more discerning, and not an argument, not be like, well, you don't know whatever, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I'm just thinking on our own personal, be, be like, Yo, let's pump the brakes here a little bit. Yeah. But wait, look, here's the other thing. As, as you're, you're saying this and, and I'm processing it, I'm saying it, people are going to filter things based on their experience, right? And mm -hmm. right now there's a whole lot of that, like I, like I went straight to police brutality, right? right? And I'm not trying to defend myself. I'm trying to say, you know, I'm listening to you and then saying, why, why did I feel this way? No, right? and, and I and hear your arguments and, and your good point. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, so, so, so my, my, my thought process is this. I filtered it through the sense of what would I have done when I was a little kid playing. Mm -hmm. And I grew up with that whole concept that the police's job was to protect, but it was also to enforce the law. Mm -hmm. So my idea was, oh, snap, if every time I see a cop, I get concerned. Yeah, so do I. I but grew it's up because, like that. Okay, okay. But why were you concerned? Why, why do you, when you see a cop, you're concerned? Because it was like, did I do something wrong and I didn't know it? And they're coming to correct me for it. Okay. So, so my mentality is this little kid feeling, you know, hiding, if you will, mm -hmm. you know, from a cop. To me, it's sad because I'm thinking, man, it's sad for me if I embody myself in that kid to think that about a police officer. Yeah, and, and or someone of authority, right? I don't find myself as a kid in that same realm. As an adult, I do because here's the thing. When I'm driving down the road and I see a cop, oh, yeah. my blood pressure rises yep. and I get nervous. Why? I don't even know why. I haven't done anything wrong. Right. And I'll be honest, in my home, and this is a deeper conversation that we might be getting to that, we, oh, man, this might be more than just clickbait. But <laughs> is it possible that sometimes the reaction we get from authority is because we've been taught a certain view of authority? Yes. And, and that view may be based in reality. For instance, cops, uh, you know, in the past and even now have been very racist, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there are some, right. sorry, there are some that some, have been racist right. and some that have done things. And, you know, in the, in the 50s and the 60s, being an African-American was very difficult, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And having, you know, th the police treat you not equally, yeah, it was hard. And so what they what started to happen was this hand-me-down story and narrative that the cops are out to get you. Mm -hmm. They're not there to protect you mm -hmm. because that was their experience. That was their experience. Correct. And it's a, it was a true experience. Now, the narrative that was passed down to me from my parents was a different narrative. Okay. It was a respect the police. They're there to protect you, but you better not do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so when I, when I saw a police officer, I never thought police brutality. I thought... Oh man, I hope I didn't do something without knowing. Right, I didn't think brutality either. Right, right, and I, and that's what I'm getting from your story. Right, but what I'm saying is, is there a narrative? Is it possible? 
and this is deep, and I know this might be controversial, and I know there is racism out there, but is it possible that some of the divisions we have between police and minorities is partially there because of our learned narratives and our learned expectations? For instance, if I was taught that a police was always out to get me, mm-hmm. and a police pulled me over, my attitude would project that. No question. Now, if a police officer comes and thinks that that's my narrative, he's already going to be on defense and be like, this person thinks I'm out to get them. And they're visibly upset. They're being belligerent because they think I'm out to get them. So I feel like some of the police stuff, mm-hmm. some of it, not all of it. Yeah. Please hear this right. Some of this could be remedied by a better by expecting better of people. Mm-hmm. and not expecting the narrative we've been taught our whole lives, even though that narrative was based on reality. Yeah. and Do you, I, get, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying, and I agree in the sense of it's education. Yeah. It's how you were educated, how you were trained, and, and, your, and then your experience, yeah. like your personal experience. And I, I think that you did a great job of saying, hey, look, let's not run to assumptions and start, uh, I guess, labeling uh, the behavior without having a clearer understanding because yeah. it's just that it's clickbait. It's to get you to interact with what they're sharing. And the person who posted it had an agenda, had an agenda. That's and that's what, what we going. need to be yep. careful about. So anyways, that was, that got deep quickly. And, and I, that cop one is interesting to me because I believe that we're at, there is a sense of that we're at war when instead if we sat down at the table and stopped making assumptions about every cop is out to get me or every uh, black person is out to against me as a cop, mm-hmm. we can probably heal some of the divisions we have. Oh, yeah, because it's the minority. Yeah, It's the minority that's being exposed that is causing all of this ruckus. It's not the majority like we talked about before. So, Anyways, that, that, that clickbait got deep on us. but It did. And I want us all to be careful when we look at social media. Let's use our let's use our minds. Yes. Let's make sure that we're not falling into a narrative that someone else is telling us to follow, or into the trap. Right. Of, I mean, of of yeah, just following blindly following. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I wanted to say. We don't want to fall into the trap of blindly following just what somebody's trying to put out there. Yeah. And the internet is a dangerous place to go without a discerning mind. Yes, it is. All right, well, that's clickbait number two. We're going to come back, and I'm going to challenge Curcio to bring me some clickbait. Oh, all right. Here we go. (laughs) All right. We'll be back. All right, so I'm going to lighten the mood up here as PJ puts his mask on. I have uh, my mask on. Can you hear me still? <laughs> Do I sound muffled? Uh, a little bit. So so here's the deal. Roger Hernandez. Roger Hernandez. Minister- now put on my mask because it has a big smiley face on it. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's really nice. I like it. Um, ministerial director for the union, the Southern Union. Okay. Adventist Southern Union, yes. just for the record. And um, so I love the guy. Guy's a, a, a great leader, uh, someone that, that is very helpful 
he's gonna he's making great strides in 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 positive change within our denomination. Okay, I'm glad you're you're being positive here because when you bring clickbait and it's about a pastor or something or in our division, I was getting a little scared. No, okay. no, 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 nothing okay. bad, nothing this bad. Is good. But he has this thing that's interesting because okay. because I know we're 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 pastors and mm-hmm. we preach right, but he has this thing. Preach. He has this thing. <laughs> he says he preaches better with his Jordans. He in other words. He preaches okay. better with his Jordan. So so he believes, uh-huh. or he's at least promoting, uh-huh. that he feels that his sermons are better when he's using Jordans. And I've seen him dressed oh. up, business, business casual, whatever, uh-huh. and then he has Jordans on. So he'll dress uh, business on top, party in the bottom? Basically, like yeah, a mullet. Yeah, yeah like yeah, a mullet. Yeah, 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 he does yeah. the mullet. <laughs> he does. He does the the fashion version of a mullet. Okay, there you go. Cool. Yeah, I like yeah. it. So, so, what do you think about that? Do, do you have apparel? It's got to be the shoes. <laughs> you have apparel that makes you feel more confident. It's got to be the shoes. Mike. It's got to be the shoes, Mike. Do you, do you yeah, know what I'm talking about? Of course, the commercial. All yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, for for you youngins, there was a commercial by Spike Lee. Spike Lee. That's right. Done back in the late 80s early 90s mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and jordan shoes were big and he's like how does he play so good how does he jump it's got to be the shoes mike it's, it's got to be, be the shoes so it's yep, got to yep. be the shoes why he preaches better it, you know what he was probably a jordan fan and just bought the hype of the commercial <laughs> you know he's living he's living in a delusional fantasy land of no do do i wear something that i preach better in yeah, that you feel more confident. Like, is there an apparel that you wear that makes you feel confident? Obviously, it's it's just this is a confidence thing. This is like, look, when I'm wearing my kicks, I know I'm ready to go. Hmm. Hmm. Let Let me see. There is nothing I feel more confident in. I'll I'll tell you that. Okay. It's there's not like a clothes I wear that I feel more confident. Okay. There is something that I don't like to preach in though. All right. A tie. Really? Yeah, I don't like to preach in a tie. Uh oh. And some of this is uh comfort now i do sometimes i like to put on a tie and look kind of fresh and clean mm-hmm. uh you know but i i don't like preaching and wearing a tie even though i can't think of very many times where i haven't preached in a tie like in the church setting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like in a youth setting and, and something like that yeah um yeah i don't feel necessarily comfortable in a tie and partially is because mm-hmm. i don't like the expectations put on me by a tie now here here i'm gonna get i'm gonna get deep on you a tie is just cloth jewelry Ooh, okay. Stick with me here. I'm coming. All right. I'm so following. you know there's kind of this debate, or there has been a debate about a, a wedding ring, uh-huh. right? And how Adventists shouldn't wear wedding rings. Mm-hmm. It's starting that debate starting to to go right, right, wayward. Um, but what is the purpose of a tie? It is pure adornment. Pure one hundred percent adornment. That's fair. There is no functional use for a tie other than say. Other than to say, for some people, it's professional looking. Well, look. It I, is a social construct. Yes, it is a social construct. A cloth social jewelry construct to say that that looks more businessy. That's just your preference. That's just what you were born saying. And so to me, a wedding ring, by the way, mm-hmm. and, and mine's a, a, a $20 uh, silicone wedding ring. Well, wow, that's expensive, dude. Really? Yours I got like three for 12 bucks. But anyway, <laughs> this this was a present from my wife. No, Come just on, kidding. I'm man! Just I, I'm gonna tell my. You're such a classy guy. I know classy. Twenty bucks is classy. <laughs> I have. I don't think I would spend more than that on any wedding band, and I have a a metal one as well. Oh man, look at you! 
Don't, we don't spend a lot of money. Yes, Anyways, you, go ahead. Great stewardship. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks for stewardship shaming me on no. the podcast. Oh, please. I've just been stewardship shamed, people. Uh. Uh, so he, he, here's the thing with my tie. This has a purpose. Yes. This tells the social people mm-hmm. that I am married. Right. Is that a social construct? Yes. Yes, but it has a purpose to yes, it. Yes, it does. It's telling people I am a married man. Correct. My tie has no purpose other than for some of my uh, people that I preach to to be like, oh, yes, he looks so professional and so smart. Um, <laughs> that's it. I mean, let, let's be honest with you. Yeah. This, the wedding ring has more purpose than a tie. And so then part of my uncomfortableness with wearing a tie uh-huh. is basically just like, I don't like having to fit in this social construct. Ooh. So it's part rebellion. I'll be yeah, honest with you. That's what I was going to say. Okay. It's okay. part rebellion. And I totally agree with that. Rebellious Me not authority. wearing a tie is partially like, I don't, want, I, don't, I don't want to have to look like this. I don't want to have to look like everyone else. Um, so, and I have preached in jeans and like a t-shirt. Love it. <laughs> I love preaching in jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. I don't have any Jordans, so I don't know if it's in the shoes. Yeah, I don't have Jordans either. But right. here's I mean, he's rolling big money. That's Southern Union money. Though. <laughs> that's a joke, by the way, folks. For anyone listening, that's a joke. So here's here's my thing. <laughs> I actually do get impacted by what I wear. Mm, but you're you're a fashionable dude. Though. I I am somewhat of a. Hey, let me tell you a secret, everyone. Curcio irons his t-shirts. <laughs> dude. <laughs> You're putting me out there, dude. He's right. I just feel like it's people need to know. He's people right. need to know. I do. This is the topic. I mean, this is probably one of the hardest hitting topics we've had. <laughs> yeah, I am a little bit fashionista when it comes to some things. Um, my siblings are even more fashionista than mm. I am. Um, but And you're the one who shamed me. Okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. No. I'm not going to do it back to you because I'm going to follow the rules. <laughs> you're, of good, our you're good, man. You're good, man. I love you, PJ. So, so here's the deal. Um, yeah, I I do feel impacted like by by what I wear and what I wear, I wore it purposefully. Mm. Like I know why I chose to wear what I chose to wear that particular day. I'd say at least ninety seven percent of the time. Mm. There's sometimes that I just wear whatever, but there are other times where I'm intentional about what I wear and why I wear it. Um, for instance, today. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I was going to go over to the academy, mm-hmm. uh, to CA Middle, mm-hmm. and I was going to spend some time with the kids over there. And then I knew we were going to record our podcast today, right? Mm-hmm. And then after this, uh, I have a meeting later on today uh, that's a very important meeting. And I knew that we were going to go out to eat after we finished our podcast. Mm-hmm. So I wore my Support Your Local Youth Pastor shirt. Oh, look at that. So that way, I'm advertising mm-hmm. for youth pastors everywhere. Nice. So that we can receive support, right? So I am intentional about that. My mohawk. I have a mohawk right now, right? And it's not really a mohawk. Well, it's a pohawk. It's a prohawk is what they call I mean, it or a faux hawk. It's not a proper mohawk. Well, the, the, the point is this. <laughs> People, I did my research on the mohawk. Mm-hmm. And the mohawk is the hairstyle that Indians would wear when they were going to go to war. You're going to war. I am. He knew he was talking with me, folks. <laughs> no, that wasn't the point. <laughs> it's not because of you. War, it's because whatever. I'm going to war. Uh, for the Lord, Ooh, especially in this time right now when, you know, there's so much unrest, mm. even when it comes to God. Like people are losing their trust and faith in God with what's happening with COVID. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like I'm going to be on the war path now to lift up Jesus. So people understand he's loving. He's here. He's still on the throne. He's still in control. And it's in the end, he's going to win. Mm. And I want people to get that. And I'm on that warpath. That's just me. Okay. 
it doesn't impact you or anybody else. Some people may ask, is he wearing a mohawk? So like, I've heaven, had that, but he's a pastor. Anyways. In heaven, we're not going to have mohawks because we ain't going to study war no more. Hey, I'm all right with that. Ain't going to study war no more. Amen. And you really turned this, like, fun this fun uh clickbait into man you took it you, you preached oh i wasn't trying to because he's a certain he's a preacher folks <laughs> he's a pastor he preached he brought the thunder to you all right we are on the war path for jesus and that's good stuff man no, no i appreciate I, it i love the way no, you brought that back but that wasn't the point by the way i don't think roger hernandez was being 100 percent serious folks i think there was a little tongue-in-cheek in that yes. so don't be like uh, for those of you who are a little too serious, but but look on Twitter, I follow him on Twitter, mm-hmm. and um, he's a funny dude. He is, and he's always like MJ's the best player, best NBA player ever. He's oh. the goat. Okay, well, what do you think about that? Clickbait. <laughs> All right, hey folks, we've that. Those were three clickbaits. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun doing it. What'd yeah, you think? oh man, I loved it. I loved it. All Thanks right, for putting me on the spot. Yeah, I think we'll do this uh, a little bit more often. Uh, but we have some questions for you as well. We'd love to know what topics you'd like us uh, to approach here in the future. Um, That's right. And how can they contact us again? Diversityonahill at gmail.com. And you spell diversity with a C. I love it. Uh, wait, there's also another way they can connect with us. What was that again? We have an Instagram. We do. Yeah. Diversity on a Hill. Find us at Diversity on a Hill on the Instagram. There you go. I'll be posting some pictures uh, today. We have a few up there. And then every Friday, we let you know that we've released a a podcast on Instagram. That's right. We normally try to get it out um, or what? Late afternoon, if you will. Friday. uh, We drop our podcast Friday afternoon at five. Um, Ish. 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 It Um, depends with no technical difficulties. But yeah, sounds good. But PJ, man, so why don't you just pray over everybody right now? Let's do it. Because they're going to have some clickbait to work with (laughs) throughout this week. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your love, your grace, and all the blessings that you give us. Lord, we pray uh, that you will always give us discernment. And and for that, we need your Holy Spirit to come upon us. So, Lord, when we come across a story and when we come across something, Lord, may we always filter it through the lens of the gospel, through the lens of Scripture. Yes. And through the lens of building others up and not tearing them down. Amen. Thank you for the fun conversation and seriousness as well that we had today. And Lord, we pray for all of our listeners, Lord, that they will grow closer to you. Amen. We all want to grow closer to you. And we pray yes. for your kingdom to come soon. And we pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Grace and peace. This is PJ and I'm out. PK here. Many blessings. Thank you.